0: And welcome to another episode of Do You Know What I Mean. My name is Brett Holcomb, and thank you for spending time with me as I go on this journey to better myself, uh, get myself better back into a better place, and get through this year of 2024, which I've called the... Uh, year of unfinished business, and it's been a hot minute since I've done a podcast, and that goes back to why I'm doing this in the first place, this is a Thursday, I usually do this on a Saturday. And I thought I had a topic to go with. And I was so sure that I was going to do that topic. And I was ready to go. And I was getting closer to coming to my studio and doing this. Doubt was going into my head. And I questioned myself. I really did. I really was thinking about myself and questioning, do I do this? Because there could be an impact for me down the line. And it was pondering in my head and pondering in And I decided to hold off. Not because I didn't have enough content to do that. It was just that I was concerned. about, I guess, ramifications potentially about the future. And this all goes back to why I started this. And part of the backing of why I'm doing this is I'm trying to make myself Putting myself out there and exposing myself, like not you know, dropping my pants but exposing myself to reality and being criticized, being out there, just being out there. And for me, that has been a challenge. Not of recent, but growing up. And I always held myself back, and I found myself back in that spot. again. And it kind of freaked me out. You know, we all go through this growing up, where you get to a certain point in school, your school age, where um, you get into those different friend groups, and kids you were friends with at one point, you're not friends with the next point, and there may not be a Real reason why, or one that's never given, but it happened. And it happened to me. I mean, it happened to me significantly. Um I was never the popular in school, um, but I would consider myself a good person, a nice person, um, try to be friendly with everybody, at least I tried to, um. And you know, I uh, I had a good fourth grade year. I really did. I had um, a lot of a lot of kids. I you know I, I was friends with, um, and and they would go you know through the entire spectrum. You know, if they were the real athletic kids, that was the um kids that I was in the band with. Just it was all over the place. But I, I really I had a fun year. I remember that year vividly and just like loved life. But then fifth grade came. And it was a turning point. Because I'll never forget the first day of school that change happened. Were kids I was hanging out with, maybe not even a month ago, hanging out in the summer with, all of a sudden didn't want to hang out with me. And this has probably happened to a lot of a lot of people, my age, and you know, and it was devastating. It really it really was devastating to my psyche. Um I wasn't a shy kid at that point. I pretty vocal, I guess. I didn't mind getting in front of people and, and doing things. The fifth grade, that changed. And I remember sixth grade was the same way. It was a little different because I went to a different school because you went to middle school. And I met some new kids. Um, So that kind of helped. I remember seventh grade was really tough lost my grandfather um things happened at home Where as a family we had to go to counseling. Nothing like wasn't really any physical abuse or anything that or um just a rough patch that affected me which in turn made me shut down. And I had to go see seek counseling too. I think part of that was my grandfather passing away. But it was a rough year, and I remember I was starting to go into the shell. where I didn't want to go up in front of anybody. Um, got picked on a little bit. Got picked on in fifth grade, too. And, and part of that was, I, you know, you're going through, you know, adolescence and things like that. And... Um, Somewhat being, I guess, sheltered and not exposed to different things. It was rough. And 8th grade was a little better. In high school, I was the shy kid. Now, if I knew you and like I would, you know my my friends, I I, I was never different, but I feared rejection. Like I didn't want to say much because I didn't want to get rejected, and. I felt awkward. Now, if you ask one of my friends, like, was I awkward, they probably would say no. But I held back. I mean I held everything back. And I, and it real, I mean I started in middle school like even at, like in athletics like trying out for teams I never gave it my The one time I did it was in sixth grade. And I didn't make the team. But there were a couple eighth graders that I I looked up to. One of them I knew for for the longest time. And they said, you did good. Like, they were, you know, they came after tryouts. They said, you know, keep at it kind of thing. And then seventh grade hit, and I was in the funk, and there was no way. Because I was so worried about messing And getting picked up. Now, I wasn't a band, and I didn't have that problem. It was weird. It was absolutely weird. But I was so, because I felt sheltered there. Like, I felt, like, safe. But it didn't click until senior year. to get out of that space. I had one teacher. I I, I I don't want to say one teacher. I had a lot of teachers that I liked and pushing me and trying to make me better. And some of them I would connect with and others I didn't. But senior year, I had, and if you went to Delran, Mrs. Winston. And I had her and she took a liking to me to the point where she was she was encouraging me to do more like i i wasn't in any clubs and again, this is all stemming back from that being shy. Like nothing, like like triggered it. Interest. You know, most of my interest at that point were going home and playing Tecmo Bowl. Going to shoot baskets, throw the football around, play, play some wiffle ball. Or street hockey. Um, hang out with a girlfriend if I had one at that point. I really didn't have a serious girlfriend until senior year anyway. But those, but she, she encouraged me. And she was the advisor for FBLA. And she got me involved and You need to compete for computers. Like, that's Winston. I don't know that much. Like, no, 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 no. You you need to go compete. So I did. I don't remember what the levels were, but I remember going to Burlington County College for the first one. Um, I came in third. Well, guess what, Brett? You're, you're going to go to the, the next level. I think it was like states or something like that. And I think didn't, I didn't place in the top five. I think it was like in the top ten. I didn't make it to the next round. it was during that time the fact that she saw something in me began the process of me and it was a long process trust me it was a Finding out who I was. Because I didn't know. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I'm about ready to graduate high school. And everybody's like, oh, I'm going to go into medicine. or I'm going to go into business. Or I'm going to do this. Or I'm going to go into business. I'm going to boo, 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 boo. Right, what are you going to do? I have no clue. But I started to figure out who I was, which I think a lot of people they started early I don't know because I never had those conversations with my friends like you know who you are like we don't have those conversations I call my best friend I'm like dude let's play Tecmo ball I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm taking you down to But I started feeling like that again. I'm fifty years old, and I'm like, not that I don't know who I am, because like that part I do know, but that going back into the shell. And when I get to the thing I go- was going to talk about, you're going to be like, why? But it was just, it was weird. but this is exactly why i needed to start doing it. And this is the reason i want to do this podcast because i can expose myself and make myself vulnerable because i need to do that i've always thought i've had thick skin And even back then, in fifth grade, I tried not to let my emotions get the best of me. I didn't get in a fight with anybody because of it. I didn't cry. But I held it in, which is probably the worst thing I could have done, which is why I think what happened to me in seventh grade happened. I mean, there were so many times in fifth grade, like I just wanted to run out of the classroom but in the other part of my brain because I was one that was really never down the principal's office. The thought of having to go to the principal's office scared me more. And if you... It, it's so funny, like, our, our principal, Mr. Depolsky, and I, I think back at that, like, him walking down the hall, it was like you're, like, shaped up. Like, you didn't want to be doing something that you might not look like you're supposed to be doing when he was around. And there was two other ones through through school. It was, it was, it was Mr. Smith in middle school. I've known that man since birth. He, he's a good friend of the family. Like he, he taught my my uncle. His mom was a nurse at the school that my dad worked at, same school. And but he commanded respect. Like he didn't want to get on his bad side. I saw him at church every Sunday. He was the nicest guy in the world. But man. Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. And the other guy was Mr. Duda in high school. Again, outside of the school, he was the nicest guy in the world. And I never, I never got in trouble to go down to see him, but the fear of God was running through my brain not to go see him. Even my football coach. Like, if I had to go down to see him, it was like, his first questions were always, All right, what'd you do? I'm like, no, 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 coach, I'm here to see you. Like, oh, okay. Like it, It's just those guys commanded respect. But I think why I never ran out of, you know, ran out of class or knocked somebody out because I had that fear. And then on top of that, probably the worst fear was having to face more my mom than my dad. when I got home. But looking back, I'm like, know what, maybe I should have knocked somebody out, because other people have done it, and they're okay today, might have done me some justice, might have changed a couple opinions about me too, but I didn't, here we are, and it's okay. It's okay. And this is how shy I This is how pathetic. My senior year. Get ready to go on our senior trip. And picking who we're going to share rooms with. Now, in my mind, I know who I'm going to be sharing a room with. My two best friends. So the day comes that we're doing this, and we really haven't talked about it, because I just was under the impression this was what was going to happen. I find out that they're rooming with two other guys. Wow. You want to talk about devastation. Both of them know this story, and I blasted them. And I came home and I was so mad. I said to my mom, I'm not going. I'm done. I can't deal with this anymore. I don't want to go. So here I think I'm not going. And of course what does my mother do? She calls the school and talks to our class advisor Mr. Smith. Different Mr. Smith. And I have a good report with She explains the situation to him, and he finds me and pulls me aside and says, I get it. He goes, but I think you're missing a golden opportunity. He goes, I got a room that has three other guys that you knew pretty well. They're looking for somebody to. And I said, I don't know. I, I I don't want to feel like the charity case. Well, you you ponder thought, and get back to me. Well, those three guys came up to me and said, "Man, you need to come hang out." So I did. I finally I caved in and I went. Said, "Okay, let's go." Now, dumb me. Oh, I'm going to go hang out with my other buddies. That's what we planned. We get to see world. And I start to. And then I said, you know what? Uh Uh-uh. I'm going to go hang out with the guys that I'm rooming with. I had the best time. I really did. And kicked myself after that trip. I really did. I kicked myself. Cuz these were three guys. Down at elementary school. I was friends with, but you know, you go through that that period of time and kind of lose touch. And to this day, I'll be eternally grateful to the three of them. One of them I talk to probably a couple times a year now, Alex. Got to hang out with his family down at Disney a couple years ago. When Paula's. Pancake Place, and Cinnamon is still there. He'd, he'd be there with his girlfriend that's now his wife, and we'd say hi and all that, you know, and I, I'd get it. I still, to this day, I'll get a text message from him once in a while, happy birthday or so. My buddy Todd, who l- later down the line, I coached, both his brothers in basketball and when his one brother passed away I mean I went to the funeral I mean and um he's had so much respect for that entire family and my buddy Jeff who I haven't seen in 30 years um but he said next to me in economics that year and like we became good buds that year. Like again, and and I thanked Mister Smith after the fact. I said, "Thank you for pushing me on this, because I'm made. I had the time of my life, and the, the girls we were hanging out with, like you know, to this day, I'm still friends." With. You know, Melissa te- sent me a message about her nephew wanting to go into the broadcast. Hey, did I have any advice for him? and You know, like, that was awesome. And then, you know, Missy, I talk to her every once in a while. We can't keep missing each other to, to hang out. But you want to talk about being naive. In that shell that I was. I had a serious girlfriend at that time. You know, it was... Head over heels for it that You know. It would be only a few months, Probably... Seven weeks later, she broke up with me. But... So here I am. Let's go with the, the shyness and all that kind of stuff. I'm on the senior trip and we're at a uh, medieval times afterwards. They had like a little dance function afterwards. They were doing like these awards, like who's the shyest person? And I'll never forget Nate Hemsley. Going, oh, Brett Holcomb. Somebody else got it. And I didn't. I was so, so grateful again because I was shy. Um, but he was like pushing big time and you know Nate's been in my homeroom for 4 years and like we were buds i wasn't like super best friends with him but we were buds and he was joking with me was like oh, you should be up there you should be up there and that didn't happen but the other thing that happened and, it, and i i think she knows this and i've kicked myself since that Not meaning anything, but but Missy wanted to dance with me because she was my friend. Not like anything was going to happen or anything like that, but like, and I said no. And to this day, I've kicked myself for saying no. she just wanted to have fun and she saw me not having like at that point I was just like what? like you know I, again I'm not the social butterfly so she was trying to you know help me out so I, I didn't and it wasn't like anything but I kicked myself for saying no and acting like a a dope And the only reason, I just kept saying, I, I've got a girlfriend. I've got a girlfriend. My girlfriend knew her. Like, they were friends. Like There was, like, no, no big deal. But, again, you know, me and my stupidness. And it's weird. Because outside of the school, I was a different person. I really was. And and there was times I contemplated transfer because of it. And I and I knew my dad would would never let that happen. Absolutely would never. But, yeah, I had that feeling again. And I haven't had that in a long time. I really haven't had that in a long time. Because I kind of, like I said, that senior year, it began in the beginning of my long college career. Those first couple years, like, it started. Like, defining who I was. And I had this adage that my life was like rocky. The fact that you can knock me down, but you're not gonna knock me out. And I'd keep get up. And that's happened for you. Or you tell me I can't do it, there's no way. Going to be able to pull that off. Now you got me. had a professor tell me I was never going to go into radio never didn't have the pipes for it because she had that proper etiquette but I'm not going to proper etiquette radio I'm gonna go to sports talk radio. My buddy, Mark, said I was going to be the next Howard Stern, but that was what I was going to do. And I did that. Porto. Mark was going be the biggest sports talk radio station in the country. Produced the biggest shows, biggest events. Went on to run a sports talk radio station in Florida. Was told I was never going to make the radio station at BCC into anything. How ironic that there's a couple of those stations around now up there that have mimicked what we put together. Ah, you'll never be able to get minor league baseball on that station, or minor league hockey, or indoor lacrosse, or arena football. I started the trend. High school football, yeah, we did that too. It wasn't all because by me. I had fantastic group. I had a great support staff. Radio station was ranked in Arbitron. The uh, radio words in Philadelphia. Finalists in four different categories, not against college radio stations. Mm-mm. Nope, nope. Because that's not big time. I put us up against the big dogs. Like WMMR, WDAS. Yeah. We were top three in four of those. Even when I put in for those awards, they were like, are you sure you want to do this? We do have a college show. I'm like, no. Mm-mm. Put me in the big time. Oh, there's no way you're going to be able to win. Mm. Let, let, let's see about that. again i got challenged but yeah this this is why i'm doing this podcast because i need to make myself where I need to be mentally and emotionally, that's got to happen. Yeah, I even had a long talk with my mother about the and I'm not mad at her. But a parent is always going to praise their child. Forever. And they're always going to, I'm not going to say every parent, but I know my parents Will do anything for me because they have. For over 50 years, that's what they've done, and that's what they'll always do. And they'll sing my praises. My mom will make the smallest little thing the biggest thing. Like, mama, it really wasn't that big of a deal. No, it's so good. You know, that's mom's. It's not just my mom. But she would send me messages or she would call me after past episodes and sing my praises. And I got mad. Why are you getting mad at your mother? And I told her. Because that's not why I'm doing it. I'm not looking for praise. Especially for the people that love me. Because I know both my parents love me. And whatever I do, it could be the dumbest thing. It could be the greatest thing. They're going to sing my praise. I know that. Hearing it from them is not helping the situation. And I'm grateful that my wife is understanding why I'm doing this Because she will give me constructive criticism. Hey, I liked it. You got to cut this down. Or I couldn't understand you. Like technically couldn't understand you not like what your content was. Now, I get a big hug and kiss from her when the one I got was about her and really wasn't expect well, yeah I was expecting that but like again this was me making myself vulnerable but but that's been the extent now the feedback part is what i want like i want feedback like in hearing from different people and i've said this numerous times hearing from people i don't hear from a, a lot or hearing about the story that I was talking about, that's good. Like that kind of stuff is awesome. Or oh, that T-Pain song, that's that's good. I, I, I that was awesome. Like hey, you know that's great. You know, exposing yourself to something new. But yeah, I had I that talk with my mom. And I don't want her to get upset. And we had this long talk. And I said, I don't want you to be upset. It's not meant to be. I just, please don't sing my praises. Because I expect that. Because for 50 years, that's what I've got. And she yelled at me, oh, yes, absolutely. Has my dad yelled at me? Oh, yeah. But that's all part of growing up. I'm not perfect. But again, this is a a journey. This isn't going to be like Brett's going to fix himself over six or seven episodes of a podcast. This is going to be a journey, and that's great because it truly is helping. Because the, the last couple of weeks, I've I've had points in the week that have been absolutely stressful, and every one of them, and the old adage is going to come into play after I tell you. They were out of my control. We got a new hot water heater and there was a problem with the installation. And then we didn't have hot water for three or four days and dealing with the company, it was out of my control. Having a mole problem in my yard because neighbors are not taking care of the problem and it's coming into my yard. Well, try to get the mole guy and he didn't show up. Out of my control. Work stuff. You just you, you name it. There was a lot of things going on last week or so out of my control. And I'm grateful that I'm on anxiety medication because mm, I don't know. but it wasn't all bad. Since I last talked to you, another sellout for USF basketball, another big win, ranked in the top 25 for the first time, I think, ever. I was on ESPN 2 a lot, which was kind of cool. It's it's funny. Like since I got my driver's license, being in a car driving has always been my my zone. Like, I used to just get in the car when I was younger and just drive. By myself, crank the radio up, boom. Gas was 98 cents a gallon. Can't do that anymore. I can, but it cost me a lot more. You know, and then, you know, my drive to work now is two miles away, so I don't have that that buffers in like I used to. So when I have to go down for USF games, it takes me a little over an hour, and that is that's my time. Like I, I love that time. And it happens once a week or every other week. Yeah, I just throw a podcast on, and it's relaxed time. And then, it, and then even now at the games, like, it's, like, um, I'm amped up. Like, I, like, if you asked me last year, like, doing a, I, I love basketball. I love watching basketball, and I'll, I'll, you know, if anybody asks me to go to a basketball game, I'll go. But, like, like, I, like I, I get amped, ready to go for that, and I'm so excited. and. Zone, and I love that I, I'm able to do that. I'm, I don't think it's going to be something that I would just do as it, but to do it every once in a while is just it just it's great. And I admire that head coach. I've talked about him talked about him and talked about him, but man, I'm going to put it up on the Facebook page, and if you've seen it, I know I've had it on my own personal Facebook page, but him just going up after the game with the band and the students, and like, like it is, it is so heartwarming, it is so heartwarming to see somebody do that, I, you just don't see that every day. And then Saturday, we got to play our first softball game. My coach and my daughter's team and came from behind in extra innings and won the game. Proud of those girls. We lost one last night. Had a girl that never pitched. We went down five. She did good. I was proud of her. But my girls battled back. And we could have won that game. Close. It was close. And we got one tomorrow. And I'm looking forward to getting back out there with the girls again. I had my daughter hitting today. I'm trying to get ready for tomorrow. So. Now I've babbled for so long. Brent, what were you going to talk about? Well, I'll tell you what it is and if something else happens I will do ha- I will have the lengthy conversation. because it, it, it's going to be a full podcast. I didn't want to hold back, I really didn't, but it was, we talked about this before, media, but it was really about my former profession in sports talk radio. And if you live in Philly or you've been following everything with AJ Brown, it it involved that. But I normally take the side of the media. But this time, I was going to take that side, but I was going to rip sports talk radio down to its core for what it's turned into. Because AJ was right and AJ was wrong. But so was the media. That has a lot, and and quite frankly, it's with a lot of media. The the whole hot take thing, it it irks me. to my bones like my my programming brain just just fringes when I hear it so I'm going to leave you with that don't make fun of me for that's what it was but You're probably going, well, why didn't you do it? Because I don't know what my future is going to be yet. And that's what a I. Could there be a return to radio somewhere in the future? I, I don't know. I don't know. And I was like, if I did that, am I putting a nail in the coffin. I don't know. I actually get me a job. Who knows? But again, I've got to let myself be vulnerable. And I didn't. And I failed. And it's a learning lesson for me. Needless to say, and there's uh, things like that are going to happen to me for the rest of my life. But hopefully, over this course of the year, who knows how long I'm going to be doing this this podcast? But hopefully. It's going to make me a better person and get me to where I need to be mentally and emotionally. So, again, thank you so much for spending your. Your time with me and and listening to me open up I kind of feel like I'm you know a counselors playing on the couch and talking to the counselor and you're all my counselors you don't know that but you are and if, if this is helping you great really I, I that's awesome I think I, I really think that's awesome but again I'm'm I'm, I'm doing this to help myself first and foremost which in turn is gonna help make me a better person, make me a better dad, make me a better husband, make me a better co-worker, make me a better friend, a colleague. So that's what I'm grateful for. So thank you so much. I, I do appreciate, if you got any suggestions or comments, please. Chime in with those things, like I, I, I appreciate that, because again, I am not perfect, nor will I ever be. But I, I take them serious. I do take them serious, and you know, I I will I, I make changes, and, and I'm I'm open to change. So, uh, even at 50 years old, there's some things I'm not to change you can ask my wife on that but um anyway i'm gonna leave you with a song and it's an i don't want to say it's an old one but it is oh my gosh i think it was 2005 maybe right, right around that time um And it's a, it's a dance record. And I've been playing a lot of different music probably the last couple months. And I'm just like, I'm doing deep dives. And I pretty much have digitized my whole CD collection, my entire database from my old radio station. And it's up in, on Apple Music. um, And I'll hit... Random shuffle every once in a while. And some of the stuff in there, I'm like, what was I thinking about? And, And skip it. But I've always loved this song. And when I hear this song, it goes on repeat. I love the vocalist on this song. She is awesome. Um, she's one of my favorites. She she's had two records. Um, but this one resonated with me. And if you were big in and going to nightclubs when this one came on, this was a banger. This was an absolute banger. And even to this day, when I have this song on the car, like the volume goes up. It's one of those. Robin S comes on, will show me love. This one comes on, same thing. So this is Amuka, and if you know who Amuka is, her name is Sheila Brody. Love the woman to death, uh, and this song is "Appreciate Me," and it is just a banger and one of those fist pump, pumping songs that just get you driving. So I'm gonna leave you with that. Have a great weekend, week everybody. I will see you next week. Hopefully, I'm going to get something done for you this weekend, and not as not as long distance like I did this last time. Hopefully, I'm not going to have one of those moments again this week. I'm going. To, I know I'm going to have another one down the line, but hopefully, this week we're not going. to have. So again, thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next week. Have a great week, everybody. I'll see you later.